Welcome to Startup to Stellar, the podcast that teaches entrepreneurs just like you how to lead with your unique strengths and create epic results with your lean team. If you're ready to do more of your genius work while building an inspired workplace where people and profits can soar, you're in the right place. I'm your host, executive leadership coach and Gallup certified strengths practitioner, LaTondra Murray. I'm thrilled that you're joining me. Let's do this. People get into entrepreneurship for a variety of reasons. Some start businesses for the autonomy and flexibility. Others will proclaim that they are simply not employable. Some can't tolerate the reality of working for an ineffective, oppressive, or irritating manager. So let's get into it. Let's talk about the worst boss you ever had. What do you remember most vividly? What comes to mind as you think about the experience? Were you micromanaged? Ignored? Were your talents underutilized or unappreciated? You may have more than one example that you're thinking of. I think that a lot of business owners sign up to be their own boss without ever really thinking about the fact that at some point, they could be someone else's boss too. Those bad boss experiences, they stick with us. And you, my friend, will be no exception when it comes to your employees if you're not on point. Some entrepreneurs actually go on to become the very same crappy bosses that they were fleeing when they launched their own companies. Ironic, right? Emotional intelligence and self-awareness is so critically important for business owners. This is a really deep process. I think people sleep on the degree to which entrepreneurship will demand so much of you and take you to new levels. Self-awareness is really an important part of that journey. This is not a time for delusion and there's no judgment, but let's keep it real. It's time to take a hard look. Is it you? Are you the bad boss? Hey there, if you're enjoying Startup to Stellar, be sure to rate, review, follow, and share. I also invite you to check out my CEO style quiz at startuptostellar.co slash quiz. In just three minutes, you can learn how to use your distinct approach to leadership for more impact, influence, and income. That's startuptostellar.co slash quiz. Okay. Now back to the show. Let's take a step back and look at the roots of bad Boston. I think there's a basic linkage between leadership and management and being a bad boss. Leadership and management are different, but absolutely necessary if you want to engage and retain a talented team. Leadership is related to influence, and management is related to power. Let's dig in a little bit and talk about the differences, because I really want you to get this. Leadership is all about an individual's ability to motivate and influence and really position others to add value to the organization's success, to your company's success. Management is really about controlling an individual or a group to accomplish specific goals. 
Are you doing both in your business right now, either directly or through someone else? In the early stages of your business, you might be doing the leadership and the management. You might be doing both simply to keep the plates spinning. It's not at all unusual. You can use your strengths to identify your most natural means of navigating leadership and management if necessary. This distinction between management and leadership becomes even more critically important as your organization grows. Again, with a lean team, typically 10 or less, you may pull double duty, but no, leaders don't always manage and shockingly, managers don't always lead. You must be intentional when it comes to taking action on both counts. Team members without management might ultimately feel unsupported or unseen, and that's going to ripple into retention and potentially lead to performance issues. Oh, by the way, an ineffective manager might as well be absent. Ineffective management is actually worse than no management at all. Team members without leadership stand to not be enrolled in or connected to the vision. And so again, retention and performance issues can really be an issue. So what would your current team members say about you as a boss? Are you nervous about asking? Don't be scared. As your organization grows, this kind of communication is going to be so valuable. And ironically, as your team grows, you will absolutely delegate. But as CEO, it's important that you don't disappear. If you don't know what your current team members would say about you and your leadership and management in play, ask. There's a really simple solution. Ask. You can do an informal survey. You can have a conversation at a team meeting. You can talk with your reports one-on-one. If you do know what your current team members have to say about you, where are your opportunities for improvement and growth? What are you doing to implement and assess change? If you don't have a team yet, all good. This is a perfect opportunity to think about the extent to which you are moving towards your vision and navigating the day-to-day operations right now. How's that working out for you? How much of the time are you working in your strengths? I want to encourage you to make a list of the things that you want to release versus the things you want to keep. And that way you'll have it as you evaluate your future hiring plans. Think about how your strengths align with both leadership and management. In my work with clients, we really focus on building clarity about what lights you up and identify strategies that allow you to incorporate more of the work you love and your regular activity. How can you create opportunities for your team members to grow as both leaders and managers as well? Remember, being a business owner is about driving your own development, but you now also have the responsibility to drive development for the talented team that you build as well. One of my former clients, we'll call her Janet, She was a family therapist with a sizable practice. She hired a virtual assistant to help with administrative tasks, but to be honest, she wasn't really sure about what to delegate. On top of that, she was nervous about appearing as if she didn't know what was going on. 
So she had the VA work on a few simple tasks while she continued to flail with a host of responsibilities. During one of our coaching sessions, we noted that a collaborative brainstorming session would be a great way to engage Janet's strategic thinking and relationship building themes while also tapping into the VA's experiences with other clients. Janet was able to turn around what was essentially a communications blackout with her team member by tapping into her strengths. She was ultimately able to manage the VA more effectively while also freeing up additional time to develop the vision for her company, as one does as a leader. A strengths-based approach to leadership will give you the visibility into your team's talents as well as your own. You can use your knowledge of your collective strengths to keep people engaged. Being a great boss means finding your lane, staying in it, and working in your genius to do the work that only you can do. As I partner with clients, we get crystal clear about what your strengths are and how you can apply them on purpose. Knowing your strengths and actively cultivating an environment where talents are understood, valued, and applied can help you move from bad boss to brilliant boss. And who doesn't want that? Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Startup to Stellar. If you did, please remember to rate, review, follow, and share. For the show notes and other helpful resources, head over to startuptostellar.co slash podcast. I'm Latondra Murray. Join me again next time on Startup to Stellar, where amazing leadership looks like you.